Coming live from VNI, Virginia, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Sandy Sagarlata, author, certified coach, podcast host, and an authority on happiness. She is America's happiness coach. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Thank you, AJ. I am so excited to be talking with you. And it's such an honor to be on your show. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Same here. Same, same here. Same here. And so, and especially, you know, Sandy, you are a happiness coach and you talk about happiness. And everybody wants, just like they want money, everybody wants happiness. And many people want both at the same time, which is, again, elusive in their own manner. So first to understand, you know, as we step about to step into 2023, how we can live stress-free and happy at the same time in the new year and even after that. So first to understand from you, Sandy, what exactly is happiness if we look at uh, exactly at this point in time? Well, that's a really great question because the answer is going to be unique to the individual. Okay, because happiness is not a one size fits all for everyone. It's just what people don't realize is that they think that being happy is that you're constantly experiencing rainbows, butterflies and and furry little kittens all the time. And that's not the case. You see, in order to create lasting happiness in your life, you have to understand that life is going to throw you curveballs and you need those tools in your back pocket so that when life happens, it doesn't disrupt your happiness for a very long period of time. Because happiness is a journey. It's not a destination. So there's going to be ups and downs along the way, as we all know. And so the happiest people on the planet are those that can handle adversity and stressful situations when they arise. And you it's like you turn that, that switch off and you're able to do that very quickly so that it doesn't disrupt your everyday life and your flow. And then what happens is you're living in that state of flow, which is going to create abundance and attract abundance right back to you. You see, you cannot be sad and happy at the same time, right? You can't be angry and grateful at the same time. They can't coexist. But you can experience anger, eliminate the anger and deal with it, and then continue to be happy. Okay. Okay. Sandy, if happiness is a journey, and you know, then why is it that people set goals around happiness? That if I achieve this, I will be happy. If I get this in my life, I will be happy. Do you think that's the right way of trying to reach to happiness when happiness is a journey? It's not. It's not at all. And here's why. Because you're attaching an expectation on the happiness. And so what you're saying is you're telling yourself, I can't be happy until I have that promotion. I can't be happy until I have X amount of dollars in my bank account. I can't be happy until I find my partner. 
what you need to do is the opposite of that. You experience your happiness and it's not dependent on anything else. Okay. Because if you think you can't be happy until you have fill in the blank, you're never going to obtain it. It's, it's not attainable because what, what people don't understand is they, they feel like they need success. And when I say success, that means having that partner, having that promotion, having that amount in your bank account. They think that is success. And when I have success, I'm going to be happy, but it's a complete opposite. Success does not equal happiness. Happiness equals success. So if you truly want to obtain all of these things and reach your goals, you have to focus on being happy first. The happiness first, then follows the success and everything else. Okay. So let me ask you this way. You say happiness is a choice. Yes. Why do people deliberately choose not to be happy if it's a choice? It's an easy choice, isn't it? Because it's a really, really big thing. And I have this quote, and I wish I had it. It's on the other side. I, I had a guest on my, I was a guest on a friend of mine's podcast. And one day in the mail, he made me this little plaque and it has my quote on it and my name. And I just treasure it because it's a constant reminder for me. I have it sitting on my desk and it says, that quote is, in order to grow, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. And that's why people stay in that state of unhappiness and they don't choose the happy because in order to grow and get out of that, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good sometimes. It's icky. Okay. Because you have things inside of you that are icky. They don't feel good. And they don't want to take the time and the courage and the, and the effort that it takes to work through that because what they don't understand is when you get to the other side, it's like, ah, it feels so good. So you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in order to grow. And I think that's why most people don't choose it because it, it's work. It takes work. It's, it takes an effort. It takes a conscious decision on your part to go through that ickiness and go through the mud in order to get to the other side. But when you get okay. to the other side, that's when you experience the rainbows and the butterflies and the furry little kittens, because <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> right, right. So happiness is easy, but you got to work towards it. So what I tell people is happiness is really simple. It's very, very simple, but it's not easy. Okay. You know? okay. So first is that a lot of people are in a situation or in condition, they actually cannot determine whether they are happy or unhappy. You, How do they find out whether they are happy or they are not happy? What is the, is there an opposite of happiness? Is there something, Is will, will happiness mean peace? Will happiness mean joy and is opposite of happy, being happy, is sadness. Can't you be sad about one part? You know, you are you are a happy human being. And suddenly some incident happens. You hear about a friend or anything. You become sad. Mm -hmm. But your state of life, state of mind is still happy. How yes. do people 
figure out exactly where they stand in their lives today, especially when they are entering a new year. And, you know, a lot of people keep on making resolutions, new year resolutions. <laughs> and perhaps that's what makes them happy. And that is what is their step towards uh, achieving happiness uh, in, in life. And also, is being stress-free, moving towards happiness, is that the same thing? Or can't you still have stress in your life and still be happy all around uh, in, in your day-to-day -day life? Several things at the same time. Yes, Sandy, you did. <laughs> is, but I just wanted to put it all together at your, uh, at your end so that you can respond to them because they are so interrelated so that you can respond to them at your own pace. Okay, perfect. Because stress is a different topic and we're going to put that on the side for a second and I'll circle back to the stress. So sadness. Um, well, there's things you may feel sad about. Okay, here's the thing. And I'm going to throw this out to the, to the listeners. How many thoughts do you think we have every single day? Do you want to guess, AJ? How many thoughts do we have every day? Depends on your state of mind. But, it does. But, so yes. So on average, there's different studies. There's different studies. So if you Google it, there's one study that says we have a, roughly 60,000 thoughts a day. There's another study, kind of new studies, that show it's about 6,200, 6,200. And with that study, and, I, and I'm not a scientist and I'm not a brain, you know, I don't study the brain like they do. So I'm, I'm, this is a very, very high level. But if you Google it, they kind of break it down a little bit where they kind of group together thoughts into different categories. So that's why the number went from 60,000 to 6,200. But re regardless of what it is, we have a lot of thoughts coming into our brain every single day. Now, what's astounding with that is that 85% of your thoughts every single day, and this is on average, it doesn't mean every single person, because some people could have more, some people could have less. Roughly 85% of your thoughts every day are negative. Okay. Now you take that a step further. If you're not dealing with those thoughts and, and managing them and working through them every single day that follows 95% of the same thoughts are going to reoccur every single day. So here's the thing. You have something that happens and it's very sad. Okay. The first thing that you have to do is you have to feel the pain because your pain is real and, and you have to deal with it and you have to work through it. Okay. So once you do that, okay. And, and you feel the pain and, and, and like for me, like I like to go through steps where, you know, I focus on forgiveness. Forgiveness is really, really big. So you have to really focus on the forgiveness side of the, those emotions and forgive yourself and forgive the situation, forgive the other person. After the forgiveness happens, then you can step into gratitude and I'm grateful and, and, and you get to a point and this is where most people do not get to it because they want to sit in that pain, right? Because it's comfortable, even though it's icky, they feel comfortable in it, right? You want to get to a, a situation where you understand that that happened for me and not to me because people love to say this happened to me and this happened to me and they sit and in that victim stage. No, if you're able to work through it and get to the other side, you will recognize that that happened for you and not to you. Okay. So once you can do that and you get to that understanding, you can be grateful because you've learned, you've grown, you're a better person as a result because you've dealt with that emotion, you can show up for all the people in the life, in, in your life that depend on you. Okay. So that's the sadness part of it. 
And, but you can do that with any situation, no matter what it is, you have to feel the pain and you have to, because no matter what it is, it, it's a pain that you're feeling. It's an angst. It's, it's something that's really uncomfortable. So I hope that answered that part of the question. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now stress. Let's talk about stress. So there's lots of forms of stress. You have your healthy forms of stress, which is like, you know, before this interview today, even though I've done this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and I've been on live TV, live national TV, I, you still get, it's stressful, right? But it's a good, it's a positive. It feels good. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, I get to share my message with the world. I get to, you know, talk with AJ. He's streaming live on all these platforms. It's so exciting. And it's such a, I'm so grateful to have this opportunity. So, but that's a positive stress. Then that's you have the, the sorry, sorry, but that's also the same on this side also. You every, okay. every time you have, and that, that's good. You feel good. You are alert. Yeah. You are aware. You are in the now. Right. Of course. You're in the now and it feels really good. And then you have the stress that I just went through. It's been one month since my husband and I closed in our new home. I mean, I haven't even really finished setting up my background here, right? You know, I got my podcast logo up, right? That's about it. But um, the stress of moving, and, and it was like right around the holidays, you know, we've got this weekend is Christmas, and I'm going to be entertaining all of my family here, and I've got I've to unpack, and I've got to organize, and I've got to, you know, and that's another type of stress, okay? So, and then you have the stress of you lost your job. Um, you had to file bankruptcy. Your, your business isn't making money. You know, those are big deals. Those are big stresses. So and it was interesting because I was coaching some clients yesterday and we were talking about stress. And the thing is, is that stress, because I had to Google this because I didn't know the exact date. Stress is just a label that somebody in 1936, he you know, we love to label things. Human, humans like to put labels right. on everything because it's like, oh, well, that's stress. That's what I'm feeling. That's stress. It's just a, it's just a label that somebody put on. on uh, this is a situation that doesn't feel good in my body. So what can we call it? We call it stress. Okay. Right. It's a mindset. Stress is a mindset. It's not real. It's an illusion that we're making up in our head. We're making up a story to explain what's going on in our life. So what do we do with that? Okay. Yes, it's an illusion. And at the same time, it's your mindset. It's about flipping that switch in your head. So you can choose to be stressed and sit in the dysfunction of it, right? Or you can be like, okay. And that's how I had to tackle my house. You know, I've got... You know, I've got deadlines. I've set the deadlines. I've got to get the guest room ready by Christmas Eve because I have my stepdaughter and her fiance are staying the night in there. I have till Christmas Eve to get that done. I've got this. I've got, you know, and it's like, and so then you just focus and you pay attention to it. And you're like, you, you push all those things aside because it doesn't matter right now. You stay focused on the task at hand. This is what I have to do right now. And as long as you maintain that focus, stress is an illusion. It's, there's no stress right? Because I figured it all out. You have to sit, you focus, you figure it all out. And I'm just explaining like my move. You know, I was talking to my mother yesterday and I said, I've got six boxes and bins in the owner's bedroom, in my bedroom that I haven't even touched. She's like, well, why not? I'm like, because it's not a priority. It's just me and my husband seeing it. It's okay. Right. 
like they can stay there. I don't need anything that's in it. I'll deal with it later. And you just are like, you know what? It's not even, it doesn't matter because I, I'm not going to be able to get every single inch of my house completely perfect. And it doesn't have to be right. Because if I were to live like that, and that was me probably 10, 15 years ago, everything had to be perfect. But that was not, that's stressful. That's adding stress to my life. I don't need to do that. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's I'm perfectly human. I'm not perfect. I am perfectly human. And the way things are right now is completely perfect. It's okay that I've got six boxes in my bedroom that have not been unpacked. It's okay because they're going to get done, right? So it's totally an illusion. So you want to live stress-free in 2023? You've got to set your priorities. What's important? But you have to focus on that mindset. The mindset is the key to every single thing that you do in your life. And if I can just add, okay, when you're you're setting your New Year's resolutions, what's the most common one? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape. I, you know, I'm going to pay attention to my money. All of those things are, are areas of your life that you want to focus on, right? Because if I don't focus on my weight and I just start eating all of this lousy food, what's going to happen? I'm going to gain weight because I'm not paying attention to it. If I'm not hitting the gym, okay, because because I can, I'm not going to, you know, yeah, I don't focus on that. Are my biceps and my triceps, are they being affected by it? They are absolutely being affected by it because I'm not paying attention to it. And that's okay. It's not a priority. I play tennis a couple times a week. I know I need to lift weights and I don't do it. And that's okay. And I accept that. What I do focus on every minute of every day is my mindset. And so mindset is an activity that you have to focus on every minute of every day and pay attention to the thoughts that you are thinking. And if you pay attention to them and you're dealing with them and you're practicing forgiveness and practicing gratitude, everything else is going to flow in your life. Right. Right, Sandy. So if uh, stress is an illusion, illusions can be very powerful. They can uh, take you fully into 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 itself themselves and and the reality can be a distant very distant from you so how do people uh, actually break that illusion and get into the reality of themselves just as you said even perfection is all is an illusion so how do we become real accept ourselves as perfectly human without looking at perfection in our things that we do and reduce that stress that makes it, you know, live into that illusion for a long, long period of time. How does one do that? Is there a simple method to it? Because you see, as you said, stress is a word that we have given to a particular feeling long, long back. But there is a huge industry around it today. Well, there is because people aren't paying attention to it. Okay. I mean, I think the statistic is at least 75 to 80% of all doctor's office visits are stress-related ailments. So people are going to the doctor and they have high blood pressure. They have diabetes. Those are all stress-related um, you know, uh, ailments that people are having. So let me ask you a question. Number one, you've got this big stress. Is there anybody pointing a gun to your head making you think that way? None is maybe. somebody external. No, you're doing it to yourself, right? There's nobody externally forcing you to have these thoughts. So I ask you, 
ask yourself one question. Is it true? Is it true? It's only true because you're making it true. You are the one that is that ha- is choosing to live in that state of mind. It's your choice. And you can either choose to be in that state of stress and angst all the time, or you can choose a way out of it. Now, how do we do that? There's lots of ways to reduce your stress, okay? The first one is exercise, all right? If you're feeling stressed, you know, take a brisk walk around the block. When you when you start exercising, what happens is, is <clears throat> your, in, in, your endorphins are being increased and those endorphins um, send signals to your brain and that reduces your stress. So exercise is really big. It's really, really big. And like for me, I'm really busy. This is one of four podcast interviews I have today. I've got three more coming up for my own podcast, okay? I don't have a lot of time, but what I can do is I we just downsize to a townhouse. I can go run up and down the stairs. You know, you just got to get that heartbeat, heart rate up. Second thing is deep breathing, okay? Take 10 slow and very intentional deep breaths. And what you want to do, you want to breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, and exhale for five seconds. And when you do it, Inhale through the nose, hold, exhale through the mouth. If you do that 10 times, your stress is going to be reduced. Another thing that you can do is focus on everything that you have to be grateful for in your life. Okay. If you focus on gratitude, that is going to instantly shift you from shift, shift your state of being from down here to all the way up. And, and I like to say, you know, When you're really stressed, maybe you're in your zone of excellence, but if you really want to create success in your life, you've got to be in a zone of genius. So you've got to raise your levels from your zone of excellence to a zone of genius. And that's what I work with my clients on is being in that zone of genius all the time. Okay. Another really simple thing. Think about it. What, why do people, why are people so attracted to going to the beach, right? They take their shoes off. They walk bare feet in the sand, in the sand. You may have some sunlight. It feels great. The sun is warming you. You hear the sound of the ocean. It's very calming. But what's really happening is you've taken your shoes off. Your feet are touching the earth. When we're barefoot and we're touching the earth, all of those amazing electrons that are in nature are pulling that negativity out of your body. That's what's happening. So you don't have to go to the beach. Right now, it's probably 30 degrees right now in Virginia. Maybe it'll get to 40 degrees today. It's a little cold. So it's probably not my first choice. But you can walk outside, take off your shoes and socks, and just walk in the grass. When people go to the park, a lot of times they lay down. They don't lay on a blanket. They just lay down. It feels good. That's why we're doing it because the earth is pulling all of that negativity out of our body and it's very calming. So there's so many things that you can do to help shift when you're in that mindset. Okay. So the most important thing is to be very close to nature, to be very close to yourself, to be your true self. And that is where it will answer a lot of things. And maybe doctor will become a bit more distant and only in a very, in a very, very difficult situation, one may need to go to the doctor. 
Well, it's about self-love, okay? Do you really love yourself? Because if you truly love yourself, you're not going to be eating all those crappy foods because it's not good for you. Yeah, do I eat pizza? I'm I love pizza. If I had a choice, if I could be stuck on an island, people always say, if you could be stuck on an island with two foods, what would they be? Pizza and chocolate brownies. That's what I would choose. Okay. <laughs> do I eat pizza? I have pizza once a week. Do I eat a whole pizza? No. I just have a little bit. Right? I'm not going to deny myself of those pleasures, but I don't overeat it. Right? So it's about self-love. It's about self-love. And if you truly want to live this happy, abundant life where you're attracting all of the things you want in your life, you know, it comes down to, to the mindset. And I love myself. I love myself enough that I'm going to make choices that are good for me. Okay. Right. So talking of mindset, Sandy, uh, today you have built around almost everything around happiness. Yes. You are author of Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps. You also have a, yes, you also have a happiness podcast, Happiness Solved. Yes. You know, you are a happiness coach. Yes. But long while back, there was a time, you know, in 90s, when there was a, this drug abuse thing. Yep. And then even when you lost your brother at the age of 12, and that mm -hmm. was a very difficult time for you. Yes. But but you did not let your life wither away. You built things around after that. And today you are spreading and changing, spreading happiness and bringing long-lasting change in people's lives. A lot yes. of people cannot do that. What is it that, you know, that pulled you, helped you pull out of that situation? You can call it stress, sadness, difficult situation, crisis, Whatever one may want to say, but what is it that guided you? Because there, at that point in time, there was no Sandy, the happiness coach. Yeah. So how did not. how did you come out of that pit, build your life, and then started spreading happiness for everybody, and still doing today as we speak? So that from here, you know, the thing is that inspiration is that if you can do it. After so much of troubles and problems, anybody else can do it with yeah. lesser problems, perhaps. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, my brother died in 1978. I was It was um, two weeks before my 13th birthday. And my whole world came crumbling down. And back in the 70s, nobody sought therapy. It was it was taboo. You just smiled and every smile and everything's going to be okay. So I never dealt with the grief and the pain, you know, and the fact that my mom, my gosh, she lost her, she lost one of her children. Um, of course she was going to be in a depression, but I lost my mom. Like for me, it really kind of stunk because I didn't have my mom. And so what ended up happening was because I didn't deal with the grief and I never worked through it, I just pushed it aside and shoved it down. I ended up having a very weak moment in my early twenties. Um, and I started using cocaine and I had never used drugs before that. In fact, Part of the reason why my brother died was because he had a lot of drugs in his system and he fell out of a window. He, he fell out of a third story window. Um, and as a result from his injuries, he died. And so I didn't deal with any of those emotions and I ended up abusing cocaine. Um, I went through an outpatient rehab program, sought therapy because, you know, when people abuse drugs and alcohol, 
it's because of it's generally because of a trauma that they had in their life and you're not dealing with that trauma. So I was in therapy for a solid 15 years. Okay. Because there was a lot more before that. My biological father died when I was 18 months old. He was physically abusive to my mother and my siblings. So even though he did not physically abuse me, I witnessed it. So there was a lot of trauma that I witnessed from the time I was in my mom's belly. Okay. And that gets in your DNA that sticks with you. So I've had to do a tremendous amount of work to work through all of that trauma that I experienced as a child. So what happens is, is when you get to the other side of that, let me go back to the drug abuse. There were many, many early mornings when I was laying in bed, my heart racing and pounding, and I wanted to die. Okay. Because I had already lost a brother, there's no way I would have ever taken my own life. I was never in the sense suicidal in the sense that I wanted to kill myself. I just had hoped I would die. So I would lay there in bed hoping I would die. So when you come off of that and you get completely sober and you start looking at, at what you did, I don't want, I never wanted to go there again. It was 32 years ago, coming up on 33 years ago that that happened. I never want to be at that low point in my life. So for me, it was, it's the pain pleasure kind of thing, right? You know, I did not want to experience that pain ever again. And when you start having wins and you start dealing with all the, the little things and you start peeling the layers of the onion away, it feels so good that you want more of it. So that's why I am so comfortable being uncomfortable because I want to grow. I want to be better because then, you know... I can be the best mom. I have one child. He's 22 years old. I want to be the best version of myself for him. Okay. And, and we're only, we stopped at 33 years ago, you know, along that 33 years, there's been a lot of stuff that have happened to me, but I know that they happen for me. Okay. And that is why, you know, I am on this journey. And when I wrote my book, Happiness Solved, it was at a time, I wrote most of it in August of 2019. I finished it in January of 2020. And I was so disgusted with the world and the way people behave and the way people are mean to one another. And I, I said in there, we are, we are at a crossroads in humanity. We are. We either have to change or, you know, I, I said it in the book. I'm like, because if we don't, it's going to spread like a disease. I wrote that. In August of 2019, I didn't know we were in the about ready to have a pandemic. We've never lived through a pandemic, right? We had no idea. I had no idea that that was coming. But it's kind of um, it's it's pretty amazing that I had that foresight and that insight that I knew that something. Now a lot of people changed their life during the pandemic, but not enough. Not enough people really got the message that like we have to change as humanity. It's a humanitarian problem that we're having with our mindset. So that is why I've created my podcast. I've interviewed over 200 people. I actually have close to 300 people on a waiting list to be a guest on my podcast. That's how important this mission is. And um, it is so important that we spread the knowledge. And it's not just me. And that's why 
I do the same thing you do. And I'm grateful for the work that you're doing because we're creating a platform where people can tune in and listen to real life stories and know that, yeah, well, I know that there's a thousand other people who've gone through things a lot worse than me. And I know that, you know, but at the same time, pain is pain. The pain that I'm experiencing is no different than the pain that the other person's experiencing. They may show up differently for each of us. They're showing up differently, but it's still pain. It still feels the same. It's still lousy and icky. Okay. And that is why I'm on this mission because I want to empower billions of people to choose happiness because there is a better way. And together, collectively, we can make the world a wonderful place that it is. Right. And how do people connect with you? How do they get hold of the book? How do they listen to your podcast? How do they connect with you directly, either individuals or even businesses? They can yes. connect with you and take your advice. How do they? Yes, because I do have programs for, uh, I do corporate training and I work with individuals as well. Right. So what you can do is you can either email me at Sandy. It's Sandy at sandyscarlotta.com. My website is sandyscarlotta.com. My podcast is Happiness Solved. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go there. Um, on my website, you can click at the top right-hand corner, click the link, and you'll, my whole schedule opens up, and you can schedule a free call with me. And I'd be happy right. to talk to anybody. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to talk with anyone. Um, just just hop on my schedule, and, and we'll get on a, on a quick call. And on right. Instagram, I am at Coach Sandy Scarlotta. Please like and follow me. Facebook at Coach Sandy Scarlotta as well. Right. Right, Sandy. My last question to you is, uh, to the happiness coach is, are you happy today? Yes. <laughs> am I happy? Yes, I am happy. Am I happy 100% of the time? No, I'm not. But that's okay. That was, that, that, was, that was supposed to be my other question. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Are you unhappy ever and how do you deal with this? When you are telling every day, even on the day you are unhappy, you are telling somebody else to be happy. Are there those days too and how do you deal with them? So, yes, I have my bad days. We all do. It's just that I've got so many tools that I don't stay in that state for a very long period of time. Okay. Um, I use mantras. Okay. And I'm so excited today that I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Joe Vitale. He was one of the stars of The Secret. And I was reintroduced to an ancient Hawaiian healing practice that he brought forth with Dr. Um, Dr. Len, who, who actually you know, practiced this. And I say four simple things to myself. I say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And it is a mantra that I say to myself and I repeat it over and over and over until I get back to a state of peace in my heart because it's a feeling. I want to replace that icky feeling with that really, really good feeling. And that's what that mantra, it's called Ho'oponopono. That's what that mantra is. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And it's very short and sweet, and it is a life changer. Right. And a person who has achieved so much of happiness, that happy state of mind, what is it that you seek for yourself now? What is it that I seek for myself? 
Well, to show up every day as the best version of myself. That is my goal every single day is I'm going to show up in the highest frequency to serve others and and to make a difference in this world. You know, and that's what I, I aim to do every single day. You know, it's it's focusing on, you know, that the whole mind, body, spirit, that whole interconnectivity that we have. And and if there's times when things are off or I get thrown a curveball, you know, I change my perspective. You know, it comes down to that because that's really what when it comes down to a choice, that's what you're doing. You're shifting your perception from a stressful state to a positive state or a happy state, you're able to shift that perception because there's always a different way to look at every situation. And I have a choice. I can choose to look at it as, as, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Or, oh, okay, there's a reason that this happened. I'm going to accept it. I'm allowing it into my life. I'm letting it to show up. You know, life shows up perfect. However it shows up, it's perfect. Right now, you can't hear it, but they're doing banging and they're doing construction outside my window. (laughs) And I'm like, great. <laughs> and you know what? It's perfect. I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm like, all right. If you hear some hammering back there, that's, it's all right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I choose, I choose not to let it get to me. You have a choice. You have a choice. It's not what happens. It's how you react. How are you reacting to all of these things that are showing up in your life? That's your choice right there. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live.